Hello again, Pats pals and Foxborough friends. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here with the latest and greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We're launching a solo today because, as you may have heard, Andy Hart and I, no, we have not gotten a divorce. No, we are not taking time apart as this uh, beautiful and blessed sports marriage yields lots of podcasts, radio, post-game shows, and so much more. We're filling in this week for Andy Gresh on the Midday Show, so he's currently on the air with Christian Foyer, and I'm bringing you a midweek mailbag and Patriots update edition of Six Rings. However... I won't be by myself the entire time because in just a couple of minutes, New England Patriots legend, Pat's Hall of Famer and three-time Super Bowl champion, Matt Light, the original mustache, is going to be joining us, uh, give us a couple of his thoughts on how the offseason has gone. He's going to tell us a little bit about an event he's got going on next week, his Fool's Night Out to benefit the Matt Light Foundation, and then we'll get a couple of mailbag questions from you, the Pat's people the Foxborough faithful uh, and a couple of silly questions from your old pal Fitzy. Wanted to start off with a little bit of news. About an hour ago, we got word that the Green Goblin is back. Jalen Mills, according to uh, the Schultz Report and Adam Schefter, will be returning on a one-year deal worth $6.1 million with incentives. Uh, of course, he was on the back end of his four-year $24 million deal. He had two years remaining when he was a surprise cut last week and his release from the Patriots became official yesterday, that being Tuesday, March, carry the three, 21st, 2023, re-signs a day later. Uh, he accepts the offer to return. According to Schultz report, uh, he's told he plans to go back to safety next season. Now, remember last week, uh, Jalen Mills also had tweeted out, hey, y'all remember I'm a safety as well. I think a lot of people originally thought Oh, wait a second. Okay, so with Devin McCourty retiring, when DMAC is out, you got guys like Jonathan Jones, who played free safety a little bit back in Super Bowl 53, but only 18 snaps, whereas Jalen Mills had played safety at a pretty high level when he was kind of a secondary flex player for the Philadelphia Eagles a while ago. If I'm, let's see if I can get uh, his, here we go. In 2020 with the Eagles, Jalen Mills at safety had 74 tackles, four tackles for loss, one and a half sacks and an interception at free safety. Pretty good numbers. And considering the Patriots do have a bunch of safeties, many of whom Devin McCourty had expressed the utmost confidence in. We all love Adrian Phillips. That guy's a baller and has uh, athletic talent to spare. Kyle Duggar hits like a freight train. Not perfect in coverage. Great in the box. Got a nose for the ball. He's a real ball hawk. So you got two great safeties there. Jabril Peppers has been re-signed on a two-year deal for in excess of $6 million. That guy also hits like a freight train. He wakes up every morning and chooses violence. Not the fastest guy in the world, but as the safety position evolves and becomes that much more important in the NFL, having a guy like that who's a safety linebacker, hybrid type player, a tank safety, I think, if you'll call it, or box safety, that's great to have. And my guy, who I love, who I heard so many good things about a couple of years ago with the draft, who DMAC was pumping the tires of, Joshua Bledsoe is still in the mix as well, but he's been pretty banged up the better part of his first two seasons in the NFL. So fingers crossed he can actually stay healthy long enough to make the team and make an impact this year. But Jalen Mills returning, his release must have been something along the lines of the Pats either wanted to rework the deal, maybe they needed the cap flexibility for a week. Now he's not on a two-year deal, he's on a one-year deal. It saved them $5 million at the time. 
think this is all cash front loaded now or mostly cash front loaded. So uh gives them, I guess, a little more room who that somebody might be that they want to target with the extra money that they may have earned, saved, or found their way back into with this contractual reconfiguration with the Green Goblin. Who knows? But it's good to see that he's back. Patriots now can put him to free safety, leave Jonathan Jones at corner, joining Jack Jones. Looks like you are going to see, uh, excuse me, you'll probably see uh, everybody's favorite. Ah, oh, God, I forget his name. Hey, Terp, what's the name of the guy who I'm blanking on right now, uh, who we always bust the chops of here on the podcast? Uh, number Miles Bryant. Don't even bother ch- chiming in. I had a temporary scene. Uh, I don't get enough sleep. Who gets enough sleep when you're living this life and talking pets 24-7? Miles Bryant looks like he could be back as well. Patriots are still a little bit thin. You got Marcus Jones, who says he's a corner first. Most of us would like to see him on offense because he's so dynamic. So now they can probably maybe grab a safety later in the draft, but it's not the same priority level with Jalen Mills back for this year. Cornerback seems to be a higher priority as well. Updating the wide receiver front, still no news on D-Hop and the Patriots' uh, alleged interest in trading for him. Whether the holdup is compensation in terms of draft pick and player, who knows? No Jerry Judy deal has been struck. Uh, There was word that perhaps the Patriots had offered a second and a fourth round pick to which Denver said, sounds good, but no, thank you, sir. Not sure if the Pats are going to re-engage on that as well. I would love to see either of those guys. I think if you get DeAndre Hopkins or Jerry Judy in the mix, Jerry Judy, friend of Max at college, great connection when he took over for Tua Tungavailoa in 2019 into 2020. Obviously, there's a lot of chemistry and fluidity there as well. I think he would be the last piece they would need to have a really, really, really good offense in 2023 and be able to compete with a solid defense and an offense that's ready to take it to the next level with the additions they've made, like with Juju, James Robinson, Mike Gesicki, glorified tight end, more like a ginormous slot receiver, and then insert name of wide receiver one here. Fingers crossed they get a deal done. When and if they ever do, you know we will have an urgency pod right here on Six Rings and Football Things to address the matter. All right, a couple minutes till Matt Light joins the program. Just wanted to talk about, uh, yes, I understand a lot of people talk about the Patriots and Pats fans, especially living in the past. Some big moments recently. uh, Devin McCourty uh, officially retired a few weeks ago, but yesterday he had kind of a retirement party. I've never seen this before. I've been to a bunch of those Thursday and Saturday Patriots Hall of Fame red jacket specials when our guest Matt Light coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Rodney Harrison went to Vince Wilfork's last year as well. Uh, there's the pomp and circumstance. A lot of Patriots alumni in the area, other red jacket members come in. They play the music. The fans all sit in the proscenium outside what used to be the lighthouse. And now the bigger lighthouse is going to be up there. It gets all fancy. There's speeches. Kraft and Belichick speak, former players, uh, teammates, brothers. It gets very emotional. But Devin McCourty just had one on a Tuesday in March. That tells you how much he meant to this organization. That tells you Bill Belichick busting out the nice suit, the fancy socks, and telling stories, laughing it up. That tells you how much he meant to Bill Belichick. That tells you how much he meant to Robert Kraft. That tells you how much he meant to this community. For Devin McCourty, for them not to wait four years, four or five years, whatever it is, to get the red jacket and get the special ceremony. I, I think it tells you how much he meant to all the, all the everyone in ownership, everyone in management, everyone in coaching, all of his teammates, to all of us Patriots fans. And think about this, and we'll segue this into Donta Hightower 
finally officially retiring yesterday. He didn't play in 2022. I think a lot of us thought he was retired, but he wasn't technically retired. And yesterday he releases that really thoughtful piece, paying tribute to a great career and the awesome time that he had, the many memories and huge victories that he contributed to here in New England. But I think in a lot of ways, maybe what the Patriots did was figured, holy smokes, we are going to have the logjam of logjams for the red jacket in, in just a couple of years because officially retiring from the NFL, in the last calendar year, you have James White at the end of la uh, to start the 2022 season. Rob Gronkowski. Then you have at the end of that season, in recent day, you have Tom Brady, Devin McCourty, now Donta Hightower. And you already have a bunch of guys like, in my estimation, I think Bill Parcells deserves one. I'm not sure if he'll ever get one. That's a damn shame. We should let that grudge go because he really helped blaze the trail and get things turned around in the organization. You got... Logan Mankins, uh, you know, Edelman's going to get his in a couple of years. I know he's already had his halftime celebration, but he'll get another one for sure sometime soon. Uh, you're going to have a massive, uh, Mike Vrabel is due one as well. Holy, I know he's the coach of an NFL team right now, and he's all concerned about tightening up and not forever New England in the Patriot way, but uh, there's like 10, 11 guys who all deserve a red jacket, who all deserve a day in celebration and remembrance of for Pats fans to come out and just cheer and clap and get autographs of and share memories. And I mean, it's just a massive mat. Like it, other teams wish they could have such a luxury of riches. And that's why we've been so blessed by how great things have been here for the last 20 something years. I know they've been down the last couple of years. Okay. Okay. You still had it better than anyone else for two decades in a row fans. So maybe they wanted to give McCordy a party now just in case Belichick retires and goes somewhere else or Mr. Kraft is unavailable. He's in his 80s now. Who knows? Good choice by the Patriots to do that. A lot of great vibes, a lot of great stories, big laughs yesterday, and a lot of love for DMAC, who I think is doing an awesome job in the media on Twitter now, really letting his personality fly, no longer just sharing a Twitter handle with his brother. Jason's got his own feed. He's kicking ass on Good Morning Football Dev is ready to just be an absolute broadcast star. So good for him getting his special day yesterday. Now, to Hightower quickly before Matt Light joins the program. Um, we were talking a little bit about this on WEI on the midday program yesterday when word broke that High had released High, Zeus, Boom Tower, whatever nickname you have for him, had put out this piece in the Players Tribune. And if you haven't read it yet, just uh, go to his Twitter handle. I think it's at Zeus30Hightower. Uh, you can also just go to the Players Tribune, give it a Google. It's a really, it's a fun piece to read. But um, the thing you have to consider about Dante Hightower in this luxury of riches of all these great players that made such an impact over the double dynastic two-decade run for the Brady-Belichick era Patriots, you have to sort of consider... Dante Hightower wasn't just like an excellent player. Dante Hightower wasn't just a great player or, uh, you know, one of the better players to come through Foxborough and to be a part of the all those Super Bowl runs. I think Christian Fourier and I agreed on this. I'll be curious to get Matt Light's take as well. I think Dante Hightower may go down as one of the top five most impactful, top five clutch New England Patriots of all time. I mean, just think about this. In each of the three Super Bowls that they won after the decade off from Super Bowl 39 to Super Bowl 49, 
in Super Bowls 49, 51, and 53 before Malcolm Butler is able to make his play in Super Bowl 49, which is, I think, inarguably the greatest play in Super Bowl history, before Julian Edelman can make his unbelievable catch to help secure the ball on the final touchdown drive to tie it up 28-3, to the greatest comeback of all time, before the Patriots can ice Super Bowl 53 in the fourth quarter with the big Gronk catch, Sonny Michelle's touchdown, the Gilmore pick, there was just an onslaught of sacks in Super Bowl 53 by... Donta Hightower, Super Bowl 51, the sack of Matt Ryan blowing by Devonta Freeman to get the ball. It gets turned, you know, gets turned over. That basically swings the tide. All the momentum starts going New England's way when it's 28-12. They get the ball. They go down. They score the two-point conversion. Big stop on defense and a, and a penalty. Get the ball back. Unbelievable 90-some-odd yard drive by Brady and James White and Dola and Hogan and Edelman and his catch to tie it up. And in Super Bowl 49, who, while playing with a torn labrum, who's who's playing in pain, who's playing physically like disabled, who's compromised, who, alongside Patrick Chung, is able to drag down with all the momentum, with the goal line in sight, the best short yardage touchdown hawk, the best short yardage back, the best touchdown runner of the past decade, maybe of the 21st century, Marshawn Lynch. It's Donta Hightower. That's right. Donta Hightower, Patrick Chung starts the starts the tackle on the run play before the pass play that ultimately leads to the Patriots being able to win Super Bowl 49 and one of the most improbable endings you'll ever see to any football game, let alone any sporting event or Super Bowl ever. Donta Hightower, who played his ass off in that game, makes the sack, or rather, excuse me, makes the tackle, helps stop Marshawn Lynch, and then during that time, Seattle gets out over their skis. They overthink things. Belichick doesn't call the timeout. They run the slant. Patriots di- Patriots diagnose it. Browner tells Malcolm Butler to scoot over. They pick it off. They win the game. And, who, you know, to all the praise, all the glory, all the highlights, everything to Malcolm Butler. Uh you know, because he made the play. Brandon Browner deserves more credit for diagnosing it, seeing what was going to happen, moving Butler into position, telling him where to go and what to do. But Dante Hightower gave up his body. I think he needed offseason sur- surgery shortly thereafter. He gave himself up, made that tackle. So just think about it. Those three Super Bowls, Dante Hightower contributed to. You know, and the guys like Lucky Us, Vrabel War 50. Brewski wore 54, absolute legends, pillars, defensive pillars upon which the first half of the double dynastic run in those three Super Bowls were won. And then in the backside, then in the backside, you got Rob Ninkovich wearing 50, Vrabel's old number, and Zeus, Dante Hightower, Boomtower wearing 54, honoring not only Brewski and what he did in number 54, but perhaps even surpassing it, perhaps even bettering it just a little bit. I think he's one of the top five most impactful Patriots of all time, belongs up there with Brady with Gronk, maybe Edelman. See who uh see who our pal Matt Light thinks belongs up there as well.